cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. It's just dick waving. We'll start it right there. <laughs> there you go. Start at so, the dick waving? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like, you waggle it around and yeah. you're just like trying to get Helicopter. someone's attention. It's like when you finally take the beach of Normandy, you gotta yeah, wave that spin, flag right? in the air. Yeah, you gotta meet spin. You gotta stand on top of that bunker and you just you gotta, gotta meet spin. build up enough velocity <laughs> to actually, you know... <laughs> And what you do take is, off. yeah, I was going to say, it was once it's uh, spinning fast enough, you can helicopter lift the injured soldiers back to the, back to the boats. I, I feel like I'll get fired if I make a physics problem based on that for uh, the test. Uh, probably, oh. probably. <laughs> so, Tom, you just have to change it, right? So, what you need to do is you need to, like, remove the human element and replace it with, like, um, a, like a crash test dummy. And then be like, this crash test dummy has a fifth appendage that's approximately six and a half inches long. How fast would this crash test dummy need to spin that appendage to achieve lift? Hey, uh, I know we do cartoon commentary, but do you remember way back in the like early to mid-90s, there was a crash test dummy show like yeah, on Saturday yes. mornings? Yeah, the yep. car- yes, okay, because I had yeah, the toys. Yeah, the action figure line, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I was just Where, thinking, like, the faces, my action like, figure. exploded halfway, and then you could pop it back oh, in yeah. place. Uh, yeah. Those yeah, figures yeah. were awesome. So Yeah, you push the buttons, was, and they fall. Yeah. It was it was done in the same uh, style as Reboot, mm-hmm. like that early 3D CG animation. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I remember I had a VHS tape that was, you know, I don't even, I guess it went, and had multiple episodes, but I only really ever watched the one episode I had on uh, VHS. Mm-hmm. And I used to always look for those toys in the store. And I feel like they always came with like a vehicle, so they were like extra expensive. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I can't afford it. I can only afford the, 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 the one guy with no mm-hmm. vehicle to drive that, you know. But yeah, that's a pretty cool trip down memory lane. I yeah. I think we should yeah. put that on the list at some point. Yes, definitely. Yep. I, I love those toys, and I just remember I, I remember they saving up an allowance. NES game. Yeah. Oh, I never had the game, but I, I saved up enough to buy the action figures, not the vehicle, because I didn't have enough to buy the vehicle. But I saved up enough. I got like one action figure and i remember playing with it for like five minutes i thought it was the coolest thing you push the buttons and like the arms (laughs) and legs and the head they all pop off uh which the whole thing the reason we brought this up was uh, keith made a comment about crash test dummies and i think the dick flying off or or something along those lines no the dick dick was the propeller to achieve oh the propeller that's right and it made me think of the crash test dummies and I, i was thinking to myself Geez, whenever you hit the Wait, buttons and the arms and the legs pop off, the dick you... never flew off. <laughs> so say, what's what, Keith talking about? What kind about? of crash test dummy did you have? Where you, where I was just like, oh yeah, a crash test dummy with the the helicopter penis, and you were like, oh yeah, I love that time, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you push the button, great. it goes flying. You push the off. button on the back, yeah. it starts meat spinning. You know, cut, cut yep. my finger yeah. open on that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
I it's was an open so joint, ups- so you just you just uh, you could put an arm there too. <laughs> yes, yes. Or if you I- have some leftover GI Joe toys, you actually do put mm-hmm. a helicopter blade on it. I-, <laughs> I was just heartbroken because, like, literally, we went to the store. I got it. I bought it with my allowance. I was so happy, and then like. I played with it for five minutes. We went to my grandparents' house, and they had this deck that had really big spacing between the... Oh, the, shit. The, oh, no. the, yeah, between the uh, boards, and I was walking through the door on their deck, and I accidentally, like, bumped or something, and I, I pushed the buttons, and all of a sudden, the crash dummy, you know, sprung apart. The arms and legs and head went flying, and, like, half of the parts fell between the deck and then they fell down and literally they're they're you can't get them back the way the deck like the house is designed there's no way you could get them back and i was so heartbroken because i literally i remember like for weeks saving my allowance i was so excited and it was like one of the first toys i used my own money to buy and and i had it for like five minutes before i lost all the arm like half the arms and legs and it was I just mean, you spend your own money on that yeah i know do you, do you think it was part of the ploy of the toy though where they were just like hey these kids are gonna totally lose these parts and then yeah. they're gonna have to buy another one buy more yeah Honestly, that they is a just, good business they, model they should have just sold bags of extra parts well it didn't yeah. really work out for them so true, true. yeah because I, I don't know whatever... Like, three weeks after that happened, I never heard of the Crash Tummies again. Yeah, the, like, they, uh, they didn't get many episodes, I don't imagine. Mm. And I mean, it, <laughs> it was one of those toy lines and series that it was basically like, we have this TV show to sell yeah. figures, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> the thing I wanted to talk about that was like... Like real, it was it was literally just one part of my day. Like the whole day's been pretty good. Woke mm-hmm. up, so I wonder if you guys do this. Do you guys make like? Well, it's weird because you guys have jobs, and I have to be my own boss. But I make like a checklist for the day, for like all the stuff I want to get done. I mean, I do that for so. I do that for my job. It's not for mm. the day. But I have a running list of either like projects or things I need to do or things I need to like follow up on with people. Like, yeah, yeah, me too. A running list of tasks that I keep that when I am not on a meeting, I look at the meetings that I have during the week or the next week, and then I'm like, okay, which things on my list of things to do do I need to get done so that way I don't look like an idiot in these meetings? Mm. <laughs> it's like that's and then I just prioritize and I like you know shift things around and I work top down on that list to like you know do stuff yeah so for me it's super important to have a list like this because otherwise I just kind of end up in this loop of like alright what's the next YouTube video yeah alright what's the next YouTube video <laughs> yeah and, and like somewhere in there I'll end up like listing some stuff on eBay shipping some stuff for eBay and especially uh, most of the time I do these lists are days when I don't go out looking for more stuff, like yeah. today. Yeah, because then you'd be busy driving around buying things. Yeah, which... like, that usually takes, like, the first four or five hours of the day, and then once I get home, it's just like, ah, uh, spend some time with the family, Yep. you know, and then, like, eventually I'll end up out here actually working again. But at that point, like, 
I'm just like, fuck it, I don't need a list. Just work on mm-hmm. whatever. But I accomplished something that had been on my list for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so a while ago, I purchased a disc cleaner, a JFJ Easy Pro, which basically resurfaces discs that are scratched so they can possibly work again. Stuff like that. Yep. Hmm, well, cool. I'd been using it for like two years and the arm that holds the disc in place broke. Mm. So it no longer like holds it flush to the pad. So you replaced well, it with a crash dummy penis. No, that'd be impressive, though. It might actually have been a lot easier to do that than what I had to do. Oh, God. Um, so there's a replacement lid. You replaced lid. it with an actual penis. <laughs> I, just my, I just shoved my dick in there, and it worked out. It's okay. I just took, I took the schmegma from the surgery. Oh, no. And used it as a glue to hold the arm back to down. Oh, God. No. Sorry, all, all of our listeners. No, don't click off. Don't click off. Don't. Sorry, They're David gone. Spade. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. You know, it's really weird that David Spade has given us that many chances where every week he comes back <laughs> and we still manage to get him to he, just, you know. Keith, Keith, he listens for Corey and I. He hates, he hate listens for you, but he listens for Corey and I. Well, That's yeah, why he's, he's our biggest he's, fan. He's building that lawsuit against me, so I get it. <laughs> well, so what I was yeah. getting at is, besides from my dick once again <laughs> popping up on this podcast yep. as you know if you're playing if you're playing cartoon commentary bingo you're halfway it's, there it's the Corey's dick we got my dick dog. david spade uh <laughs> we're gonna say barbecue at some point oh, so yeah. <laughs> sorry so there's uh, a lid a lid um replacement you could buy on ebay and i got that and i it's been sitting in on my desk for probably like three months now and you could still kind of resurface discs with it broken. It's just not doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. So I've also been like building up this stack of like discs that have been scratched and need to be fixed and whatever. Ah. And today I, I like put like a lot of stuff on my list that I didn't think I was gonna get done. And oddly enough, when you edit a podcast, you don't really. Ha- it's not that active. You just listen for past. Corey yelling for future Corey to pay attention <laughs> and you're probably pretty good because I kind of live edit these things as we go yeah um mm. so I just had my wireless head set on which for some reason on this podcast that we're recording right now has freaked the fuck out and I'm um, having to go back to just like earbuds in my ear mm-hmm. but I was basically able to get a whole bunch of the stuff done on my list, including fixing the Easy Pro, which required me to bend plastic in ways that I did not think could be bent. <laughs> hmm. um, like, I literally... I, I, I should have took pictures to show you guys of, of like how <laughs> far I had to bend this plastic. Like, I was ready to give up, and it just worked. It, it's like... the. the I didn't want to talk about that specifically, but more the feeling it gives you when you fix something. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's just like it. I, you guys probably fix more things 
in your life than I ever do. Being that you're actual adults that have, you know, <laughs> abilities and skills with tools, I imagine. And it's just like, this is what it feels like, guys? How do you not do this all the time? Oh, it's an awesome feeling. Like, I'm just like, I, I was like, my wife's uh, car keys, uh, the battery's been going on them, but there's no, like, clear way to open them and do it. I was like, you know, give me the car keys, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I haven't it looked into addictive. it yet, but like it's like yeah. it's like one of those. Yeah, I'm like look looking for my next project. There's, just like I fucking get yeah, it now. It feels good. Usually, yeah, I get it. it. Good in the yeah. car keys. It's like an endorphin rush in the car keys. Yeah, there's, there's usually yep. like a release for like the uh, what they call the valet key. Mm-hmm. And then you just gotta with, jerk the key and off. And then within there, there's usually a spot that looks like it perfectly fits like just a release. tiny amount of a flathead screwdriver that you put in. Nothing? You just twist it. Wow. And then it pops apart i'm just ignoring tom (laughs) 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 but um i just replaced the batteries in my both my car keys Um, okay because we were looking into (laughs) it and apparently according to the dealership to replace the key as if you like lost it would be very expensive Mm. yeah if you just want to replace the bat well is it a key fob that has a valet key like that comes out of it or is it a yes or is it a key that has like a larger it's a key fob okay yeah so you take (laughs) you take the valet key out you get a screwdriver you pop it open the two halves separate and then yeah i figure i'll just watch a youtube video and someone will have Mm -hmm. me like that's the thing it's like you just watch youtube videos nowadays exactly exactly that's how i say it makes me wish i was like more confident about car stuff because i would just i would just be like guess what guys no trading whatsoever so, change I, my I, oil. So that's, <laughs> change yeah. the tire. Fuck this, you know. But like, yeah. I feel like I'd end up biting off more than I could chew with that shit. The only hard part, right? Especially with the car stuff, is that like, say you're at home by yourself and you fuck something up. Okay, where are you gonna you go? You can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, I stripped this out and I need this hey, specific AAA, tool. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys can handle this, but like, uh, are you gonna Uber yourself over to AutoZone? Like, <laughs> you know, like order it on Amazon. Wait until tomorrow. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the bad stuff about the car stuff. But like, dude, I built the pizza oven that I built. Like, exactly. I, that like, was that's all a yes. huge project. I, I watched. Yeah. I, I downloaded some in, some general instructions online that were like i still customized to fit what i was gonna do and then i just watched a bunch of youtube videos of people doing masonry stuff like it's like and eventually you watch enough of it where you're just like i fucking got this like yeah. you're like you're like you know you're like me on the matrix or you're just like i know how to brick lay i know kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah <laughs> It's, yeah, that was that was the main thing I wanted to talk about, dude. It's honestly, it's it is it is a fantastic feeling when you either you know build something or you have a problem and you fix the problem, like through your own hard work, dedication, research, whatever it is. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and the thing is, it's working better now with the new <laughs> lid than it did nice. when I first got it. Very nice. There you go. And I bought it brand new. So patent, it's like, patent pending. this is just... Patent pending. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't do anything other than put it on there. Well, it's and a I had to fucking, I had, I had to use I had to use a file to file some of the plastic down to get it. There you mm. go. There go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, woo. 
What's up, Internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three adventurers in their 30s talk about old, new, and sometimes weird cartoons. I'm Corey, Mortimer Zamir. I'm Tom, no pain, no hot Dwayne O'Connell. I'm Keith, and I just want a place to draw Barnofsky. <laughs> and today... Thomas surprised us with a show I've never heard of that somehow has four seasons. Craig of the Creek. It's four going on. There's a fifth one coming out. Yeah, fifth one's coming out this year. Later this year. Yep. And to be honest, I I watched this episode earlier today, probably like three or four hours ago, and Mm -hmm. I had no idea what it was, and I made sure I didn't look into any of it until I just like sat in front of the TV and watched it. And mm. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought for sure this was going to be something along the lines of Archer, something along the lines of um Smiling Friends. Smiling Friends. Exactly. Especially when <laughs> you you said it was on HBO Max. I was just like, son of a bitch. Oh, Here yeah. we go again. A, a, cartoon, <laughs> yeah. a cartoon on HBO Max. I was just like Man, this is going to be some fucked up show. And the whole time, you're just sitting there waiting. It's just like, all right, when does when does the fucked up shit happen? When does something horrible happen? Yeah, and exactly. I, this is honestly something I could see Carter being into. Yes. I, in fact, I forgot to text Keith. I was going to say, Keith, if you haven't watched it already, don't worry about Maya being in the room. She might actually enjoy this. I think she's around that age. See, yeah. that's, or that's... getting close to it. See, with how you are, Tom, though, I feel like Keith would still have to bet it. That is why That's I didn't true. send that text, because I, I didn't think Keith would think I was bullshitting him or trying to set my up for wolf. something. Honestly, yeah. I think yes. if, you, if you purposely said, Keith, watch this, t- watch this show with your daughter, I would mm-hmm. absolutely watch it by myself first. Yes, <laughs> I know. No I, exactly. That's why I didn't bother wasting the energy to send the text, because yeah. like, he'll never watch it with Maya if I tell him to. Maybe mm-hmm. I should have texted you and said, Keith, do not watch this with Maya. <laughs> No, see, that's yeah, the you... thing. is like it's still safer not to watch it with yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Corey. Um, basically, what you said about the show was, I, I was in the same boat as you. Um, I knew nothing about the show. I found it what like yesterday. I, I, I thought to myself, I was really originally going to pick a, a Muppet Baby episode, the original Muppet Babies, not the new one, but the original from the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just couldn't find a, a good enough quality episode. I, I mean, audio quality. Uh, yeah. It just, it, I could hear static running. Every every source I found. It was I probably found, it was someone like, like recording it off of their TV. Of, which was yes. probably on a taped VHS tape. Taped you know, VHS, and they transferred it. Tracking, yeah. And, so, and yeah. Yes, and it, it just, it drove me nuts, because I was like, okay, maybe maybe 30 years ago, this wouldn't have bothered me, but, like, you know, we live in 2023, the quality just isn't there. I need a better quality uh, episode, and you know, version to, to do it, so. It's also uh, weird when you consider that we also rate these things, so it's like, how do you yeah. rate something when the quality of the product isn't exactly. representative of what it actually is, because you're watching it 
after it's been passed through a filter and yeah you know it, it wouldn't be a, a fair rating like five times you know exactly like i i watched an episode and i was going to tell you which one i watched and then i just i rewatched it a second time i'm like god damn it i hate the fact that i hear static constantly you know the mm. yep. while they're talking and i was just like you know what I'm pretty I, sure might that's be from some... it being recorded off the TV. Yes, off. Yes, exactly. I remember that being a thing, unlike almost yep. all the VHS tapes we had. Yeah, because that's that's yeah. how we had like just all of our Star Wars. They were mm -hmm. all recorded off the TV. Yep. A lot of my teenage Same with Ninja my Turtles family. episodes. Yep. Just like that, and there was that constant like whine that was going on. Yes. Yeah. So anyhow, I, I after watching that Muppet Baby episode a second time, I'm like, good episode, good show. Like the style they use because they, they they throw in like clips from from movies from like the the twenties, like black and white movies oh, yeah. or silent. And it's just I forgot all about that when I watched. It. I was like, oh yeah, that was something cool about this show. Yeah, what they did, that's... it was something different. That's also why um, but, you can't find it on any streaming service. That's a very good point. Yeah. Because all the licensing is impossible yep. to navigate in today's day and age. Yes. And and that's exactly why uh, on HBO, HBO used to have a series called The Bernie Sanders Show. One of my favorite shows of all time. And, why does uh, that sound so familiar? I think we might have watched I I know I've watched it with Mike a bunch of times. I might have watched it with Keith. It's uh Gary Shandling plays Larry Sanders. It, it Larry, Larry Sanders. It's a um like a mockumentary. It was, oh, you, you said know how Bernie the office Sanders. was? Oh, I'm just <laughs> like what the f Oh, it's Did it's I the, say that, Bernie Sanders? That, that my God. Yeah. I apologize. I, I meant to say Larry <laughs> Sanders. My goodness. We were, we were talking about politics stuff before, so I, I guess that was on my mind. But I meant uh, Larry Sanders' show, and it's a mockumentary. You know how The Office was a mockumentary? This is mm -hmm. one where they focus on, like, a, a you know, a Johnny Carson or um, Jay Leno or... or uh, um, you know, all, all the other late-night hosts, uh, David yeah. Letterman. I, I, I had his face in my mind, and I was spacing on his name. David Letterman. Uh, and, and basically, Larry Sanders is like, you know, one of these late-night show hosts, and they follow behind the scenes. So you, you'll see, like, clips from the show, and it feels like you're watching The Late Show or The Tonight Show. And then you see behind the scenes, and it feels like The Office, but you see what really goes on. And... Uh, you know, really great show, but they couldn't uh, produce DVDs of it because, like uh, the Tonight Show, they'll have musical guests, and the actual television show had musical guests as part of it, and they had to get licensing not just for the show but for the musical guests when they did their their songs. So because of that, they couldn't produce the DVDs like different seasons. They just had the the best of. DVD series where they like cherry picked episodes where they were able to get the rights to, to actually make the DVDs because of the music guests that agreed to be on it. Whereas other ones were like, well, we had a deal for just the show. This is DVD rights. We want to renegotiate. So they never actually produced the whole series. Yeah. I feel like that's probably a problem with the labels. Because I'm, sure yeah. I'm sure that the actual artists would have been like, yeah, I performed on your show and you guys recorded it. Like, 
have have at it, you know. Mm. But it's probably like the labels that are just like we need royalties. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I suppose we should start talking about Craig of the Creek. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So uh, again, I did not know this show even existed. Much like Corey just said, um, I didn't know it existed till yesterday. I decided. You know what? I need to pick a new show. Unlike Corey and, and Keith, I, d- I don't have children uh, of my own, so I don't have a lot of uh, new shows that are kids-based that are coming into my life. So I decided I'm going to go pick one. I went on to HBO Max, and uh, was it Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim has a lot of their, their properties available because they're connected through Time Warner and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I just happened to see something that said Craig of the Creek, and I saw it was a show, a cartoon. I'm like, yeah, why not? What the hell? I'll give it a shot. And then I saw it's one of these shows that are broken up. It's like Rugrats or Hey Arnold, where it's a 30-minute show, but they have two 11-minute episodes that are you know, unrelated to each other. Yeah. Oh, and, that's how uh, they actually aired it on Cartoon Yes. Or? Yes. Okay. That's how they aired it. Uh, or at least that's what I, I read. They aired it. Again, I never watched it on TV. I just found yeah, yeah. out about it yesterday. So, well, it's, and, nice, uh, it's nice that HBO split up the episodes into their own separate ones. Because Yes, I like that. Yeah, yes. because otherwise when you want to watch it's like the Bluey. second episode... That, yeah. Well, so I was mm-hmm. going to bring that up too. So, Tom, you got to realize that... Um, I, I mean, obviously, Bluey is the gold staple of our podcast. And oh, yes. Standard. It's it's it, set the bar. I, I, I do just want to put out there: you could have picked uh, an episode from Bluey called "The Creek." Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I'm not sure why you didn't do that, Tom. But I'm just gonna say, you know, that might weigh into the uh, might weigh into the final the final ratings because well, you know, Bluey, Bluey has a creek episode. Well, uh, it's good to know. I might have to pick that in the future. But yeah, I, I picked uh, Craig the Creek, uh, Craig of the Creek, uh, which, as Corey had mentioned, there's currently four seasons available. The fifth one will be released later this year. And that's um, going to be it, I, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that's, I, I read something that said that. Like, wait, it's ending. I and I was googling stuff about it. Somebody was like, "Oh, like the fifth season is going to be like the final season." Well, that's weird because when I was doing some research, I googled too. I read that a movie's coming out and yeah. a spinoff series that follows Craig's younger sister. I I, I forgot her name, but um, she's in it. Like she she has like a, a, a maybe like a twenty second scene. Jessica, but she sorry, Jessica. Jessica, maybe I, I can't remember, but the, I'm, I'm in the, the scene she now, has so kill. Oh, okay, good. Was. Then it's Jessica. Um, she has a couple one-liners in that uh, scene that are just great. That maybe crack up. So, uh, so it was announced in January. Warner Media Kids and Family had renewed not only Craig of the Creek for season five, but also greenlit well Jessica's Little Big World as a preschool <laughs> aimed spinoff series for the hmm. Cartoonito. And a TV movie. Um, but the movie and the fifth and final season of the show and Jessica's Little Big World are all expected to premiere next year. Yeah, so Craig of the Creek is fifth season is last season. They are going to have a movie, but then they're going to have a spinoff series 
called Jessica's Little Big World. Hmm. Cool. Well, uh, I I would say I'd look forward to it. Um, again, I've only watched this one episode, and I totally want to watch more. Uh, and maybe maybe I'll look into that hey, other watch series it, watch once. Watch it with it... your niece. Yes. Oh, I don't know if I told if you're you, out but of bluey in the, episodes. In That's the future, true. I'll be able to watch it with my niece and nephew. Ooh. Yes, I will I be having a nephew this summer, so I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, yeah. So I, I picked Craig. Brother's the really not a fan of pulling out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a fine line between not a fan and bad at it. Pull-out game week. Yeah, I was going to say, Ryan's not a fan. Keith is just bad at it. That's that's like when somebody somebody drives a car and they get into a lot of accidents. It's like, are you hitting the gas pedal too hard or are you forgetting to hit the brakes? You know, like... It's like both of them are causing the accidents. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I picked Craig the Creek. And uh, we, I figured, well, might as well start at the beginning. So I picked Season 1, Episode 1, Itch to Explore. Uh, which we'll, we'll explain the title also, once we get to the also premise. Also, another but... reason why I didn't be like, hey, Maya, come over and watch the Itch to Explore. <laughs> that sounds... That sounds... I was like... <laughs> that sounds <laughs> questionable at the very least. <laughs> hello, hello, five-year-old daughter. This, <laughs> this sounds like a title. Let's that... watch this unvetted show that Tom has presented yes. uh, on HBO. <laughs> All we know is it's a cartoon. So yeah, we we start the show. Uh, it starts with a pretty solid intro music and a montage of uh, all the different music. <laughs> Dude, the intro yes, is so the, Keith's gonna enjoy the, this. The intro is upbeat and catchy. It's got horns in it, man. It's yeah. it's good. I liked it. Yeah, like. That that is the first thing I notice. Well, obviously it's the first thing we see, but I hit play and when the intro kicked in, I was just like, Oh, okay. You got me along for the ride. I I'm into this. Yeah, I dig it. I liked it. I, I and and felt like a solid intro. Um but yeah, we, we enter in on Craig who is spreading a map of the creek out over the dining room table, I believe it's the dining room, and he's stating that basically he wants to discover a new location in the creek. That that's important to him. He wants to basically make his mark. He wants to, you know, do something great, and and that in, include well, in it, it, it encapsulates going into the creek to go find a new location to become famous. And I should point out that. As a first-time watcher, I had no concept of any of what was going on. Yeah. So uh, it's just context clues. So, Basically, there's a creek, right? And it's it's in the backyard, but it's very important to the show because these kids like to explore and use their imagination and have fun. So uh, yeah, sorry, I assume Keith, it's uh, basically I, I assume it's basically a creek that kind of like encapsulates all their backyards together. Yeah, 
I think like, so. Kind of lead, like their backyards it lead runs, directly yeah, into it. Yeah, it runs it, through all of them. And it like kind of connects the entire community of kids. Yeah. The entire like, a... first scene seemed like they kind of had to have it in there just to show that, yes, his family is is here. Yeah. <laughs> and before um, we get to the real part of the episode. True. But, it's not like a feral I, child running through the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to wait till we, we start talking about when they actually go into the creek, but I'll just bring it up now. Did, when you were growing up, did, did you have friends, like neighbor kids, that you would go and have fun and explore like backyards yeah. with? Yeah. Okay, because I did too, and we have a creek across the street. Like I remember growing up, I you know my, my best friend growing up across the street had this big backyard and it was all woods but if you walked long no, enough you came like to that. an actual creek and all the neighbor kid uh, neighborhood kids would get together and, and we'd hang out in the woods and play growing up and so this really resonated with me i was like holy shit <laughs> this was me as a kid see, this is wonderful <laughs> see i had i don't know apparently i had the 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 bad upbringing of that where my my parents backyard is like woods but once you walk about 30 feet in and like they're not very deep because there's a street behind their street, but like it's enough woods, you know, it's maybe like a, I don't know, 200 feet of woods or something, but um, 300 feet of woods. But like you walk far enough in, you just go, oh shit, this is a swamp. Mm. <laughs> um, and there's not really much you could do with that because it's just very swamp. muddy and you sink in. Keith of but the swamp. No, <laughs> I do remember. You know what's funny is that my parents, like during the winter time, and everything, there'd be a lot of snow on the ground. Everything would freeze over. There'd be no vegetation on any of like the the trees or the plants or anything. So like, if I walked into the woods, they could still see where I was. And I walked mm. into the woods one time. And I was just kind of like walking around, you know, staying within sight of my parents' property. And I found this patch of ice that I thought was really mm. weird, like in the swamp. I was just like, huh, mm -hmm. there's a patch of ice here. And I like stepped on it and it cracked. So then I just like stomped on it and my leg broke through it. And I went all the way down. Like one, <laughs> one of my legs went all the way into the ground. And, and you like, weren't a little, little kid. You were a big kid. No, I was a big, big kid. little kid. I was probably, yeah. I don't know. I was probably like somewhere around 10 to 12, like end of, you know, end of elementary school, like fourth, fifth grade, somewhere on there. And oh, I was just referring to your size because oh, you yeah. are a no, I was tall, big, big I was, guy. No, I was and you've big. always been a big guy. Yeah. I was probably almost six feet tall at that point. <laughs> yes, that's, <laughs> that's where I was going. Uh, so I remember when I played flag football in third grade, I remember the so third grade and the coach. What's that 18 year old doing no, on the no, field? No, the coach made me play offense because I wasn't aggressive enough of, as a person to play defense, but at least I could block. And he, at one point he asked me, he was like, Keith, how much do you weigh? And I remember being like nine or 10 years old and I was like 140 pounds. And he was like, God damn. <laughs> He was he was like I struck fucking offense gold, offense lineman gold <laughs> for flag football. Yeah, for flag oh, yeah. football. But you know what though? On the offense though, they'd put three kids against me and I'd hold them all back. So, you know, <laughs> oh, that means you were doing something illegal. No. Yeah, no, it's yes, because <laughs> Keith doesn't know how football works. Well. <laughs> 
Because you can't just put your arms out and give people hugs. No, <laughs> yep, no, I'd put them, I'd, I would put them in front of me. <laughs> but the two guys next to the sides of me had their own guys. Everybody would get squished. They'd squish them all in towards well, no, me. But and I would what just you're describing would would require you having a wingspan <laughs> like you were yes. fucking Kevin Durant. No, they just couldn't push past me. They couldn't push me. <laughs> He's like, I just waited till the ref looked the other way, then I grabbed his <laughs> face mask and just pulled him to the ground. No, this was flag no. football. Yeah. There was a very specific way oh, in yeah, flag football you were supposed to block because you yeah. didn't have any equipment. Yes. I remember that because I played which defense means, in flag <laughs> which football. Which means if you were blocking yeah. three people, you needed very, very large forearms. No. Yes. No, no, we could do we could do palms. You could do palms and forearms. No. Yeah, you could. What the hell are you talking about, Dude, no, it's not. As long as you don't grab us, you can like, push You're off. punching these kids. Yeah. <laughs> You're punching these kids. <laughs> it was open hand. <laughs> she was E-Honda-ing these kids. Yeah, it was E-Honda. This 18-year-old just E-Honda the fucking I'd say something, but he might kick my ass. You know the terrible thing is, is that the league, the league was like 6-year-olds to 10-year-olds. So, like, when I, was, when I was at the end of that, it's like the kids on the other team, if they were tiny kids, like... It was just one of those things where, like, they they would like put put their hands up and just not even like touch me, like they would just put their hands up and just be like, "How am I gonna? Uh, how am I gonna?" And then I would just like reach out and just like push one of their shoulders and they fall over. And then the parents wanted like the police got... to charge you with child abuse. Yes, yeah, well, fucking bullying. I can only imagine. Look so, at that big guy. So this is this is beating gonna, up the kids. This is going to be a problem. Where like my parents, my parents didn't let me do tackle football because they were they were concerned about injuries. And well, you were also they were concerned about other people's injuries, not I yours. Was, Honestly, is, you were also at a point with how large you were. That you wouldn't have made the weight cut. Uh, yeah, true. That's true. Because yeah. that was something I struggled with, and I was yep. much shorter than you. Me too. And I remember. I didn't know there was a weight in, cut. In the maybe, last maybe that year, was the real in reason. In the last year, I played. Actually, played well because I only got they, they at least the way Memorial Park did it was you had tackle A and tackle B. Mm-hmm. Um, and tackle B was basically, hey, you're just, you know, this is junior varsity or whatever, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. But you're like 12, 13, whatever. Mm-hmm. Middle school age. And I was only able to play in that part of the league for one year because I was immediately too heavy for it. But... They were that because that was like when I started ballooning up in weight, as we previously young, discussed. Young, young Corey just being like, "I'm in my bulking phase." The, Come un- on. <laughs> the unintentional steroid use from inhalers, albuterol back in the day oh, yeah. was a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. Hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> and when I moved to tackle A. I ballooned past... I only played that for one year because I also then ballooned past the weight. So I can't imagine Keith wasn't past the weight 
when he would just start oh, tackle football yeah, <laughs> based yeah. on his size. Dude, I remember yeah. in, in fourth and fifth grade, I was taller than my elementary school teachers. And, yeah. like, <laughs> it, like I, I topped out, I stopped growing when I was 14. And I'm six mm-hmm. foot three. So, I don't and know. The thing is, listeners who, who somehow don't know us personally... We we talk about Keith like he's the seven foot three giant, but it's just no. like he just got tall early. I just got tall quick, yeah. and then at fourteen, I just stopped. And the thing like is, dead. six foot three is tall to us. He could maybe be a point guard in the NBA at best. Uh, may, like number one, <laughs> if no, you were athletic, I was gonna say no, I can't. Height wise, height wise, I'm <laughs> yes, talking. height height wise. But like, like in the terms of like athletes. <laughs> Like, he's still at the bottom rung so, of, of height. He can play a tuba. <laughs> my, first question, my first question is, is the point guard the position that sits on the bench the whole time? Because I... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? My son, my son is going to have major problems with that, too, because he is <laughs> far exceeded my growth chart to this point. So... Hmm. He's going to, if he ever go, wants to play football, he's going to go to play flag football, and people are actually going to be like, why is there a 16-year-old on the field <laughs> when the, uh-huh. the age cap is 10? Because right now, uh, I literally just ordered a bunch of 4T clothes for him, and he doesn't turn a year and a half until three more weeks. Hmm. So he's the size of a four-year-old. And we brought him into a... We still need to we still need to get together and put Carter and <clears throat> and Levi next to each other just to see the difference. We do, but the problem Especially is Especially now that, that Levi could stand up. He can no, so the, the thing is Levi still It was awkward before when he couldn't. Levi still doesn't walk on his own. Like he will walk while holding on. Well, I mean, but he can stand things. up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's great at that. He can walk while holding on to things, but he still has not made the leap of walking unassisted. And I feel mm. like part of his problem is that he has grown so big so fast that like he is just ungainly he like he's he is constantly in a battle of trying to like support his own weight and manage dexterity like i i was just gonna say that we do have oh i'm sorry Corey, you go well so is the i don't know this is like one of those things where i'm not sure if this is a real thing or if just like some bullshit i remember from my childhood that like was actually something else but like, are growing pains a thing? Yes. Yeah. I have. Like, is that something that the doctor? I, I had them. Yeah. Well, I, I had them. I remember having them really bad in like my my legs to the point where yes. it was just yes. like I would wake up some days, and it was yeah. just like depending on how I slept, I either couldn't bend my knees, yes, or I couldn't my knees. straighten my yes. knees. Yeah, it was. Yeah, being, my knees was, were fucked up too. It was. Yeah. It was always joint driven, and it mm-hmm. was like I had them towards the end of elementary school through middle school, and then when I stopped growing, it was great because then no more pain. Yes, yeah, and like now, because, <laughs> now that I'm in my yeah. late thirties, it's pain. <laughs> yeah, well, because we <laughs> o- we always only called them growing pains. We didn't have any like better scientific yeah. term for them. Uh, I always yeah. wondered if that was just something my mom was telling me I had when it was really just like, oh, you've got bonitis or something, you know, I don't know. Joint-itis. You were wondering what Alan Thicke and, and Leonardo DiCaprio had to do with your knees. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that went over Keith. Keith, that's a growing no, pain, I, growing I know, pains I know, reference. I know the show Growing Pains. I and just, and okay. Keith, Keith also in Leonardo fairness, DiCaprio is a famous actor. <laughs> I just I don't understand what blurred lines has to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Keith knows the song. <laughs> <laughs> Only because uh, it had a Keith, bunch of controversy about it, because wasn't the song technically about, like, rape? Uh, and I think, like, part of it was plagiarized or something. Like, oh, part yeah, of the beat. yeah, the beat yeah. was plagiarized from something else. And... But I would like to point out, Keith, you're technically not in your late 30s until tomorrow. T- tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Uh, as... As the the cake committee chairman, I've been keeping track of the calendar to know <laughs> when to wish you a happy birthday. So, well, <laughs> I would like to go on record to say that I feel old, so therefore I am. Uh, Checks but, out. But my whole point of bringing up Levi is that if I had any problems with flag football and getting yeah. into proper weight classes or anything, this dude's gonna have a hell of a fucking problem because when we we. <laughs> So he's, I love he's, that you call your son this dude. This dude. So, so this he's, motherfucker. He's going into daycare next week. Yeah. Uh, it's, I believe actually I have referred to him as a son of a bitch before. But in the in the dude, context, did Nikki right, punch you? Hold Tell on, me, Nikki punched you. No, I don't right, think well. she, she. You know, she doesn't listen to this podcast. So no, only, <laughs> he also only, didn't say it in front of her. Only in the context. <laughs> there was a specific context though, where when he was a really young baby, like when he was like two to four months old, he would get he would get hungry, and he would give no signs of being hungry until he was like super fucking angry hungry and if you didn't make a bottle in 60 seconds he would get so upset that he'd be too upset to eat but he'd still be upset so i would use it as like the i know all you want is this fucking bottle but you're too upset to eat please just eat it you dumb son of a bitch (laughs) <laughs> because, because as oh, a, as I hope a, he listens no, to this years oh, years totally. from now. I hope your son listens hey, to you this. Know what? Listen, he's gonna have his own kids, and he's gonna understand it. Because the problem is, is that as a parent, you're like, I know this is exactly what you want. I was just too slow to give it to you, and now we're both fucked. Like now we're both we're both in this hellish environment for the next forty minutes until you cry yourself to exhaustion to the point where you calm down and then eat your fucking bottle. So like that's the point that I got to. But dude, okay. being, being a parent, Maybe we should get to the point where we talk about this fucking show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, after the the intro music and the opening credits. Uh, we enter in on Craig. Spent, <laughs> he's spreading a map of the creek out over what I believe is the dining room table. Yep. And he's stating that he wants to discover basically a, a new location in the creek. Because that would make him you know, pretty much famous or special. Or, or it would be quite an accomplishment. So it, it's important to him. And, and we'll see coming up that it's important to him and his friends that they do this. Um, but 
as he's doing this, as he's spreading the table, the the map over the table, and he's getting ready to draw some stuff in, uh, his br older brother, <clears throat> excuse me, his older brother and girlfriend enter, telling him that basically he has to get out of the dining room so they can. Because it's uh, time to fuck. <laughs> That's what I thought the scene was going to be about. Because I, I, had I no wrote idea that what the down, but about. I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> Yeah, and they they claim it's it's to to work on their AP literature uh, class or something, and uh, but yeah, as you said, Corey, um, yeah, he's telling his little brother, "Get the hell out! I got my girlfriend over. Get out." Mm -hmm. <laughs> nope. um, but yeah, so at this point, you know, Craig Craig basically explains that his work is very important and uh then he gets mocked by his brother for the fact that you know if your work is so important why are you using smelly markers and i think he said the the marker that craig was using was apple scented or something like that yep. and, and and craig gets all offended he's like it's mint <laughs> and basically Which plays off that based on the color come on man yeah <laughs> i mean technically so think about this, right? He's essentially embarking upon the career of cartography, mm. right? He is map making. Oh yeah. If he mm -hmm. draws that map well enough, he could draw it in three dimensions, and if he adds smell to it, it will be the first four-dimensional map. <laughs> and this, so... and this, and and he's a child, and his brother just wants to bone his girlfriend in the dining room. <laughs> Who's more important in this show right now? <laughs> I was just going to ask you, so tomorrow when I'm teaching, I have to explain that the fourth dimension is smell? Um, so you got to think of the dimensions not in, like, they're assigned, <laughs> right? Like, 2D and 3D are, but, like, 4D could be, like, smell, time... Keith, I love when you explain to me how how the explain universe to Tom works. How science works. <laughs> I know it's it's just it's cute. Tom, in the realm of cartoons, four D. So I'll put it this way: when I was when I was a child, and I went to Disney World, we saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in four D. And what four D was was a three D movie with the glasses. But they mm -hmm. all, but the chairs vibrated, and they had, <laughs> and they had smells and like water misters and stuff for when things oh, happen. Man, I've been playing <laughs> games in 4D since fucking PlayStation One. Yeah, ever since the say, Dual Shock came out. Keith, yeah, but that was just the guy you, next to you, you who farted really my, hard. My hands are shaking. Did you shove my the hands are shaking. up your butt? <laughs> hey, no. don't kink shame. Yeah, hey, I just didn't. It know got a lot better once the, they got to the PS3, and it was the wireless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. if PlayStation ever comes out with a like a wireless uh, butt plug experience. <laughs> Jesus. The PlayStation controller hits all the right spots. It's, it's, <laughs> no, you know You're playing like a Resident Evil game, and like when something sneaks up behind you, the butt plug goes off. 
God. What do you mean goes off and explodes? <laughs> it vibrates. No, it vibrates like when you're in the like outback the, and like they give the you the little stuff. things to buzz to tell you when you're ready like for dynamite. your table. Your fucking table's ready. A shotgun. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. Uh, no, but they hey, listen. It was Honey I Shrunk the or no, it was Honey I Shrunk the audience, and it was called 4D. Yeah, and they sprayed mist in your face. There were smells introduced, and there were. I uh, remember that yeah. too. Yeah, keep that. So four, four, four D encompasses smell, and therefore I'm right. All right, I'm going to have to fix the physics book we teach from because <laughs> right. Keith is correct Wait, hold here. On, hold on, real quick. What is, <laughs> in one sentence, what does 4D mean to you, Tom? Obviously, it's smell. <laughs> I've just, so been, I don't know why I've been, just been taught that time. by the Rhodes Scholar, Keith oh. Pernowski. <laughs> so, uh, I see, you know, like all geniuses of their time, I hit so much resistance until people finally accept my ways. You are the modern day Galileo, Keith. You know, I told everybody the Earth revolved around the sun, and they just, you know, they were like, no. Nah, they man. laughed at you. They laughed at you, those fools. They laughed at me. And then I was like, you know, for the fourth dimension is smell, and they were like, oh, it checks out. Yep. So, anyhow, uh, Craig ends up. <laughs> Craig moves from the dining room to what I believe is the living room, because uh, he's he's getting his map out to start drawing again, and that's when we're introduced to his little sister, whose name is Jessica, which she's I miss. Fantastic. She is. She's one of the best parts of this episode because she, the first thing she says when she walks into the room is something like. Time is money, Craig. <laughs> yeah. And then she tells him he has to diversify his investments and puts on like CNN money or some knockoff of CNN money or whatever. Yeah. By diversify your investments. Like I got that when she said that, I felt like that was his, her way of saying, okay, Craig, get the fuck out of my room. Oh yeah. Diversify <laughs> your investments. Get out of here. Cause yeah. time is money. And I got to watch, you know, the invest investment, uh, channel. <laughs> yeah she was great uh, yeah she is good and, and she has the spin-off coming out which i actually but i'll probably check that out because just from the two two like lines she says both of them are great and i'm willing to to check out her spin-off because of it anyhow um <clears throat> after this point craig moves from the living room to uh, what room would you call it? a workout room? I don't I have think, a workout think, room in no, my so house. I think, but yeah, I think gym, he, home gym. Okay, home I think gym. it's a finished basement. Yeah, that makes that that that's a lot more that's, sense. Yeah. That's at least what it felt like to me. Is that he moved down mm. to the finished basement where his dad's on the exercise fan fan bike? Yeah, yeah, and that that's where uh, that's where the line no pain. No hot Dwayne comes from. That cracked me up. You know, next time I work out, which is probably not gonna be anytime soon, but next time I work out, I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking no pain, no hot Dwayne. <laughs> and you want that hot Dwayne. You want the hot Dwayne. I mean that's You want the hot Dwayne. Is it bad why, though that why for, work out if you're not gonna get the hot I Dwayne? Feel, I feel like if you repeat He's if after you, the rock. Yeah, I was gonna say if you repeat that <laughs> enough times the rock comes out of nowhere and then like <laughs> then the workout Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yo, then the workout gets fucking real. <laughs> yeah. 
all uh, of a sudden yeah. it's 3 a.m. and it's time to clang and bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also like robot robot sex talk. <laughs> yeah. People but, uh, people bunk uglies, robots clang and bang. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're introduced to Dwayne, uh, Craig's father, who's working out on his, uh, looks like an exercise bike. And uh, Dwayne basically says, yeah, it's it's fine for you to, if you want to scribble down here or doodle down here. I forgot the wording he used, but basically told Craig, yeah, you could work down here. That's perfectly fine. But then he starts really working hard on that exercise bike and it's this is one of those fan exercise bikes. I remember, jeez, uh, almost twenty years ago when I was at uh, RIT, uh, my first year of college, the exercise or the gym had a bike like this, and I remember loving how when I would pedal, it would fan the air right in my face. I thought it was the greatest thing ever, until I watched this episode and realized, oh yeah, I guess it sucks for everyone else because. <laughs> Uh, Dwayne starts pedaling his bike and all of a sudden Craig's map gets just, you know, everything gets blown, blown away basically. And, uh, yeah, so I realized, yeah, those bikes kind of do suck for other people. Honestly, I kind of want to buy one. I've thought about it before because like, Mm. I, I want to exercise, but I hate exercise, but I love airflow. So like, I wonder if they would offset enough where I'd be like, you know what? This is acceptable. (laughs) Cause like when I'm, if I, I have a, I have a treadmill and an elliptical machine. If I use either one of them, I have a tower fan that I set on like a step stool in front of it and put it on blast like at me. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> if I'm going to exercise, I'm already, I'm already a sweaty guy as it is. If I'm going to exercise, I need the airflow to sweat like as little as possible to make it like bearable, you know? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, there's nothing worse than like. When you're exercising and you're sweating so much, the sweat's getting like in your eyes, and mm-hmm. then you're just like, "Why?" Like, I That's I what want headbands to... for Keith. Yeah, I mean, maybe I Come on, all the cool people gotta, wear gotta headbands. Paul Pierce it up. I just mm-hmm. I've never used a headband. There's your problem, Corey. Teach me your ways. Well, you buy a headband and you put it around your fucking head. Does fucking genius. Keith, I might order you a headband on Amazon later. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get a package in your ass. You're gonna be like, "What the it. fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> it better, it better say something. Yeah, it better say something really fucking vulgar on it. Get, a, get him one of the New Day ones with the unicorn horn on it. No, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know what I'm doing after the show tonight. <sighs> Ordering Keith some weird shit. So. <laughs> Um, at this point, we we cut to uh, we cut to uh, Kelsey, JP, and Craig, uh, and they're hanging out. I think this is Craig's backyard or, or near the creek, at least. And they're they're hanging out, and um, you know they're chatting. All of a sudden, I, I just have to point out that the fact that Kelsey. So there's three kids there now. There's there's Craig and his two friends. There's Kelsey and JP. Uh, Kelsey is this little girl who kind of thinks of herself as like a medieval knight, almost. Um, yeah. She carries a sword made out of PVC pipe. And uh, when she does her inner monologue, the way she speaks, it's almost like 
medieval English, the way she talks. It sounds like a knight mm-hmm. speaking to herself, and it well, cracks me up. No, but... she like narrates her own story. Like, yes, yeah. yeah they, they, but when she narrates it, the way she speaks, it, it's not the same way that she talks to her friends. It's mm-hmm. it's much more serious, and and uh, it's great. Uh, but anyhow, so. <clears throat> We cut to them, and we see JP is, like, getting pecked in the head by this bird. And the first go-around, I, like, completely forgot about this or ignored it. And later, the second time watching, we find out uh, Kelsey basically explains that she's teaching Mortimer, her, her, her pet bird, how to peck the brains out of her enemies. And she's using her friend JP as practice. So we see the bird just, you know, pecking his head, you know, try, I guess trying to get into his skull. And it, it cracked me up because <laughs> as a kid, I would have done, I would have done something. If, yeah, if I had a pet bird, I would have done the same thing as Kelsey. I would have been training her to or peck people's heads. at a heads. minimum, you would have at least told people you were attempting to train them yes, to do that. Yes, at the very minimum, I would have, yeah, exactly. So, um... At this point, you know, Craig has his map spread out, and he's he's working on it, and he explains that, you know, um, <clears throat> he's trying to find a new location, or he, he explains he's working on, like, an encyclopedia for the kids that explains what the locations are in the creek, you know, all these different locations, and I think he gives a f- few examples, like... Um, uh, a sledding hill, uh, David's folly, and something like a shopping mystery cart. Mystery shopping cart. Yeah, uh, Her- some Her- grocery store chain Her- that no one's Her- ever heard Her- of. Herbingers or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't write yeah. it down. I'm going for wouldn't memory. buy. What did she, What did she say? I wouldn't buy my something there. Yeah, I think maybe my groceries. Oh, some there. weird word. No, like she said, her like her vittles or something. Her vittles. Her vittles. Yes. Yes. yes it's vittles. vittles. I yes. don't know what that is. <laughs> vittles is food. Vittles means food. Yes. Oh. It's it's like a. I remember hearing a lot of Western movies. They they refer to their food as vittles. Oh. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. It's weird. Yeah. But um, yeah. So she or Craig lists off these different locations and and kind of gives some information like uh, the sledding hills where a girl lost multiple teeth after she crashed, and mm-hmm. JP says, "Oh yeah, I lost a multiple tooth permanent there. teeth." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, David's folly. I forgot. I wrote it down, but I forgot what David's oh, folly was. He fell in a hole and got real muddy. That's it. <laughs> and that was literally it's it. It's like Keith's folly in his backyard. Yeah, yeah. It was very similar yep. to my swampy backyard. Yep. Um, but after looking over the map and, and discussing things, basically Craig explains that no kid has ever been to the center of the Poison Ivy Grove. Uh, and we see the map, and uh, there's a location uh listed that shows there's this patch in the center that's this basically it like he said it's the poison ivy grove but no one's been to the center no one knows what's in the center yet so they decide or at least the plan is to uh get garbage bags and duct tape as well as calamine lotion and they make themselves these these makeshift uh sort of body suits to protect themselves from all this poison ivy 
as well as carrying that bottle of calamine lotion just in case there's any breaches in their suits where they start getting poison ivy they could just spray it with the that uh you know the topical lotion um but yeah as they're talking about this all of a sudden kelsey starts to daydream about becoming a legend and this is what really emphasizes that kelsey <laughs> kelsey's such an awesome character <laughs> like uh you know she says this, this self-worth about her just the fact that she wants to be a knight and and, and accomplish something it just cracks me up when you go to the, her inner monologue it's so serious and it's great because it kind of reminds me of my own inner monologue when i'm goofing around um but yeah so uh they need to go get themselves some more lotion and this is the one part I don't remember much. There's just a quick scene where they they obtain some of this calamine lotion from one of the other kids in the neighborhood. Shop. <laughs> yes, that's what it felt like. I don't recall the name of the girl or really any other details about her. Introduced. Yeah, yeah it's just She's like just, they show up. I feel and they like get for the, the sake lotion. of uh, how little time they had to work with for each episode, they probably don't. Hmm. Like just because it's the first episode, they're not gonna delve into like, hi, oh hi Sally, yeah, yeah, oh, you know, try and explain away who this person is when they have a story they're trying to get to, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she basically overhears that they're going to go into the uh, the grove, and she's just like, oh, you wouldn't want to do that. Hmm. Yeah. So um. You know, they, they're discussing, they're going back and forth. Eventually, they get their suits on, made out of garbage bags and duct tape. And they're set to set off. And uh, JP makes this one comment. Uh, they're, they're talking about how JP will get hurt occasionally and have to go to the hospital. And he just says, one more trip to the hospital and I'm out. <laughs> uh, or I'm off. Or the, basically, he says, mother says... He gets hurt anymore, and she's just not going to bother taking him to the hospital. That cracked me up. <laughs> I mean, that's the American healthcare system at work right there. That's yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. She probably doesn't have enough money in her HSA until the following year. So, you know. Yeah. And then if she was in Britain, she'd be waiting about nine months before she'd see a doctor. So, well, by then he'd be dead. So, yes, both both systems aren't great. They both have flaws, is what I I'm mean, saying. Eh, this problem gets solved either way. Yeah, <laughs> you either get fixed or you die. Either way, there's a solution. Uh, but we're back at uh, you know the one more trip to the hospital. And I'm out, and uh, for safety's sake, they decide to attach a fishing line to a nearby tree. So when they're going in, instead of leaving breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel would, they attach you know a fishing line to a tree with a fishing pole that JP's holding, and they just walk off into this patch of uh, poison ivy, which seems nuts. Well, I watched it, and I thought it seemed nuts, but then I remembered, oh yeah, I'm not allergic to poison ivy, like a character we're going to learn about later on in this episode. So as a kid... My neighbor across the street had a, a woods and, so, and poison ivy and stuff like that. And we played all the time. I never got poison ivy and every other kid in this, huh. on our street would get it and so couldn't play I for days. I didn't know much about poison ivy growing up. Um, 
because I don't think we had any mm. on my block, but I never realized it was something you had to be allergic to to be affected by. Well, the problem is really? that ah. most most people are allergic to it. Okay. So, like, that's that's the whole thing. It's like so, it at affects... that point... At that point, they don't really use allergy as a term. They yeah, just have an assumption yeah. that it's going to affect you. It affects right. most people. There's very few people that it doesn't affect. I may or mm-hmm. may not be in the same bucket as Tom, because I I did a volunteer event one time where we were like picking up trash and stuff, <clears throat> and um, I was apparently standing in like a large patch of poison ivy picking up trash. And somebody was like, get out of there. What, is, what the hell are you doing? This like uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> pull out, pull out. Yeah. And like, I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I like ran out and they were like, you're in a big patch of poison ivy. And I was just like, I don't know what that is. And I never got it. But I don't, mm. I could have also just gotten really fucking lucky. I have no idea. Mm. So I'm not willing to test it though, because I know people that have gotten it and gotten it very terribly. So yeah. It sounds like a total. Actually, uh, there was a there was a guy in high school that was like a year or two older than us, and he got poison ivy. And apparently, on the flip side, there are some people that are extra allergic to it. And he got poison ivy on like ninety percent of his body, and it was so bad he was out of school for a week, uh, mm. and. When he came back, he said when he went to the the hospital for it, the doctors told him that there was a 10% chance he could die. Yeah. Because, like, when it's on that much of your skin, the chance for just, like, debilitating infection is, like, crazy. So he spent an entire week where he had, like, his parents had, like, their, their family room where the TV was. His mother would lay a sheet down on the bare hardwood floor. He would lay down on that sheet... She would like slather him with like that uh, uh, calamine lotion, and like every couple hours he would like stand up. They would replace the sheet, slather him mm. up again. He'd lay back down, and he spent like the entire week basically there, like lying on the floor, just watching TV and like eating and drinking in that room, and not doing anything else. Yeah, but he survived. So. My brother and mother are terribly like absolutely allergic to to poison ivy to the point where if they touch it or even almost look at it pretty much they have to run to like the er not the er but like the the walk-in and and get like cortisone shots or they they have to get something done like steroid based just to to help otherwise it spreads like wildfire on their body and they have trouble breathing whereas i Hmm. am entirely unaffected by it and growing up my family always made me take care of poison ivy like i remember um when we moved into you know the house my father lives in right now there was poison ivy growing along the side of the house and uh my father also is very allergic to it and he, he would always bitch about it like i you know i'm not touching that i'm not going near that screw that we'll just let it grow overgrow whatever and and he found out I wasn't allergic to it. Apparently, he never knew until I made a comment. Oh, that was the biggest mistake of my life. After that, it was always <laughs> my... I was designated to go out there and rip out the poison ivy. And I'd do it barehanded. It wouldn't affect me. 
And and like I always I never understood why people complained about poison ivy until I saw like my mother and my brother once like one summer, uh, like half their bodies were all reacting to the poison ivy and were all red and irritated and and gross looking. And I was like, holy shit, people actually are allergic to this stuff. Wow. I mean, but, it's called uh, poison ivy. So yeah, but like as someone who doesn't get affected by it. After 37 years of not being affected by it, it's so weird. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, anyhow, um, so uh, at this point, they enter the Poison Ivy patch, and Kelsey is using her PVC sword to just basically, it looks like she's striking down the Poison Ivy. She's just swinging at the plants like she's clearing yeah. a path, but she isn't actually clearing a path, but it looks kind of like it. I thought it was cool. And uh, in the process, JP managed to, manages to get himself tangled up in the fishing line as well as some, like, thorny, uh, it looks like some sort of uh, briar bush or whatever he's kind of tangled up in. They manage to rescue him, but in the process, he tears his suit, which they immediately repair with some of the spare duct tape that they've been carrying just in case this very thing would happen. Uh, and at this point... We should hear a word from our sponsors. Hello, dear listeners. It's your old pal Tom here, real quick to ask for your assistance in helping us grow the podcast by leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, if you enjoy the show, or at least Keith hasn't offended you yet, why not share it with your pals and family? Okay, so we left off where uh, JP was all tangled up in the uh, fishing line. They rescue him, they repair his torn suit with some duct tape, and uh, I, I, have to, I have to quote him because it's one of my favorite quotes from this whole episode. After they rescue him, he says, I thought I saw a conch shell over there, but I learned my lesson. There wasn't a conch shell over there. That cracked me up. Like, you you couldn't even imagine how hard I laughed at that because it was so stupid. I feel like this it's is so a, weird, but like so perfect. It's a strangely specific amount of character development. Yes. Where they're basically <laughs> just going, okay, JP's a dum-dum. There's no way a conch shell would be there unless somebody literally physically put one there because this is not the beach and there's no ocean in the vicinity. But he There's no fucking. But yeah, there's no fucking. Because there's Ringo. Well, well, <laughs> hold on. There's no fucking out the barbecue. There's no fucking at the beach barbecue. There's no mm. beach. There's no beach here, and there's no barbecue, Tom. Oh, Keith, don't go down this road. You're gonna oh, get us okay. canceled. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> 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 so. Be- <laughs> oh no! Uh, uh, when the conch shells are knocking. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know what that means. That doesn't mean anything. I don't know either. But that anything. should be our shirt. No, no. Because when the conch shell comes a knocking. Sorry, I thought I saw your conch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How about that? When this comes, that's perfect. Knocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> it's uh, you know, I feel like what it is is that JP is just like space cadet, gullible, dumb dumb, and at the same time. He wants to be like, oh, but I learned a lesson that there was not a conch shell over there. That <laughs> mm-hmm. lesson's not applicable <laughs> to anything <laughs> other than him coming back to the same spot and going, hey, I remember there's no conch shell over there. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I just love the delivery. That's that's the best part about it. Just... It was, well, because he delivers it like he learned something and he learned yes. nothing. He learned yes, nothing. That's, that's what kills me. Is it's like he sounds like he learned a valuable lesson, but it's one of those things like no shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at this point, they rescue him. They got him all patched up. They continue to walk along, and uh, the fishing line that they're using to to find their way back snaps. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point. We start hearing some of Kelsey's inner dialogue. She starts thinking to herself about how, you know, this is very suspicious and there might be foul play. You know, it could have been an accident, but it might be more. Uh, Basically insinuating someone might have done this, which I I think at this point there was some allusion to it. They might have cut to like the the um, poison ivy uh, plants and you see them wiggle a little like implying yeah, like somebody's moving, moving through yeah. the grass. Yes. Yeah, some rustling. Yes. Okay, good. So, yeah. So, um, I think at this point they continue on and then then the, the, the plants start rustling some more and JP asks Craig to, to you know, check the radar and when he said that, I, I was like, wait, what radar? What What is he talking about? And uh, I started wondering, what the hell is he talking about? And you start hearing beep, 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 <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's when, <laughs> when they pretty much, like, ask him, like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you beeping? And JP says, I beep when I'm nervous. <laughs> and, again, JP just won... Yeah, it won me over. JP won me over with, like... The way they did that scene, from what I'm remembering, is pretty cool, because it's like a zoom-out scene. Yeah. Mm. So, like, you don't see him saying beep, beep, beep until Mm -hmm. it zooms out enough to be like, oh, yeah, that's him. At this point, after we learn that he's been making the beeping noises because he's nervous... uh, A log trap kind of goes off, and, and you see this log swinging sort of through the air and almost hits them. Uh, in the process, JP's suit ends up tearing. Must be uh, Was that? Did that happen? In the Ewok movie? Oh, come on, man. Oh, yeah, come yeah. On, the man. Ewoks had a long I didn't hear him. Before. I haven't on, seen man. that movie in like 30 Dude. years. Yes, Dude. the Ewok movie, Return of the Jedi. That wonderful Ewok movie. No, I'm I'm sorry. I was thinking of the actual Ewok movie, and I was trying to think of like when one of them might have no, but torn like they, the suit. When they're fighting the ATSTs. They had log traps. They mm-hmm. threw rocks. Oh, you're talking about the log trap. I'm thinking of the suit tear. Sorry, I, so the log trap no, goes no, off, no. 
and JP tears his suit. So I was thinking, like, Weirdly when does Return of the, the Jedi? Movie. Yeah, and that's like, oh, yeah, so the Ewoks took their little critter claws and they're just like, ah, we got you. Well, that's you. what you, when you said, you know, you mentioned Ewoks, I'm like, okay, they there was no, no torn suits in Return of the Jedi, so I was trying to think of the Ewok movie, I'm like, I don't remember any of the kids in the Ewok movies tearing their suits when the Ewoks, when they're going on their adventure, but yes, now that I realize what you're talking, it, it wasn't the suit tear. <laughs> Sorry, now I get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, the suit tears, they take off, they, they, they're running. Um, let's see here. Well, look how the, uh, the suit tear is tragic. Like, it is the movie Outbreak, you know. Like, yes. <laughs> and, like, the, yeah. suit the suit tear is like, you're infected. There's been a wow. breach. Like, we're, we're referring to a lot of Dustin Hoffman movies tonight. That's true. Hey, you know, yeah. he's a good actor. He is. And maybe is. some of the writers of this show are fans of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, at this point, uh, the suit is torn. And we almost see immediately Kelsey sort of grabs like a stick or a twig, shoves it into the mouth of JP saying, you know, bite down on this. Uh, we need to amputate. Cause, so his suit has torn no. over his like belly and he's starting to develop a patch of poison ivy. I kind think of she a... actually said we need to amputate your, your belly or something. To yes, that we need to amputate his stomach to stop the spread. Yeah. <laughs> And then he said, be careful of the vital organs. Yeah, yeah. He, he says, yeah, just try to save my vital organs, please. <laughs> that cracked oh, me up. Man. I thought that was great. The fact that, like, number one, her sword's made out of PVC, so that's just going to hurt and do nothing. And number two, <laughs> he is on board for this. Like, <laughs> Yep. I don't know. Yeah, and and right as like she's about to get ready to swing at him, Craig says, "Wait, wait, wait! Let's use the lotion." Uh, he reaches into the bag, and we we discover that someone has stolen the lotion from them—the lotion that they purchased from that neighborhood kid earlier in the episode that we don't know much about. But uh, yeah, at this point, uh, <laughs> Kelsey says something like uh, she's talking, and she says. We've already lost one of our own. You know, they're talking about how bad the situation is. And she's referring to JP like he already died. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that cracked me up. Because I kept thinking, man, if it was the three of us out there, we were little kids playing, I'd be talking about Keith like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keith, JP. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tom would be turning to Corey going, it's just the two of us, man. <laughs> we got to figure out how to survive. And I'd be like, I'm yeah, still... Tom's probably Kelsey and I'm like, probably Craig. Like I was... Yep. Like, like I was in a... And not just because I'm black. But <laughs> no, no. But like I was in a Monty Python film, I'd be like, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> and then Tom would be like, you will be soon. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, after she says this, all of a sudden they, they notice some more rustling in those poison ivy plants and they start getting chased by something. 
at this point, they climb up into the trees and they start jumping from tree to tree to try to escape whatever's follow, uh, following them. And in the process, all three of them end up tearing up their suits. They get multiple tears in different locations, making them vulnerable to the poison ivy below, which is uh, obviously quite a big deal. Eventually, after jumping from so many trees, they get to the last tree and they realize, oh shit, they're trapped. We have no more trees we could get to, and our suits are all messed up, we're screwed. And Craig feels pretty terrible about this, because he's the one in the first place who was like, I want to find a new location, I want to explore the creek, I want to be famous. And his friends agreed and, and went along with him, so he feels bad about it. And uh, he says, you know what, I'm going to just jump, I'm going to sacrifice myself, I'm going to save you guys. And uh, Kelsey says, wait, wait, are you sure you don't have tree madness? Because <laughs> apparently that's that's something that happens when you're up in the trees, you, you just become crazy. I feel like that was like an adult joke as a, a root, uh, <laughs> reefer madness. A reef, reefer madness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, a loose connection there, you know. Mm. Reefer Madness, which yeah. was that, you know, the ploy of, uh, if you smoke weed, you might go crazy and turn homicidal, because yeah, you I, definitely just I, won't I, eat a bunch of goldfish. If that's the case, <laughs> I would say that, while I'm very much enjoying this show, it's jokes like that that kind of put it on a lower tier than Bluey. Mm. Because with Bluey, you don't have to, like, reach so hard... And think so hard about it to find the joke. True. It's mm. just like comes naturally. And here we are on a podcast trying to f determine if that is like, if that is a joke or not. Yeah, because they, because, <laughs> well, the thing is, because he was a joke and it's like, is it just them saying it's tree madness because they're in trees? Or is it like trees mean something else? Mm -hmm. I want to think. It's it's not a reference to reefer madness. I think it's a mad uh, a reference to just really any kind of madness. Because I could think of situations where, like, if you're trapped on a desert island or, or you're trapped with somewhere where you're, you're just not getting enough that's, like water that's, or that's, something like that. That's fair enough because they're being explorers in the episode. And, yeah, like, plenty of people would like go mad being on a ship for months or go mad. And, yeah, you're you're right. And to top it off, like. There has been no really adult adult jokes prior to this, so I, I feel like it's it's more of an innocent comment. Like it's not a reefer madness I don't know. reference. The dude, the dude was bang mm. the, the dude's brother was banging his uh, girlfriend on the dining room table. <laughs> in, in our narrative, yeah. Uh, his 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 father is talking about hot Dwayne, which we don't know if his father's name is Dwayne. He could be talking about the dude that he's fucking on the side. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no idea. I mean, he's, he is buying calamine lotion from a neighborhood kid that probably sells a bunch of other drugs. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of leeway in the show if we really want to delve deep. But we could we could also just take it at face value and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like to take it at face value and think they're innocent kids. <laughs> and, and I like to to think this show is a darn good show and a good, sh you know, anyhow. Uh, yeah. So Craig's feeling terrible and he decides I'm going to sacrifice myself and get help for you guys. I'll get all itchy and, and allergic to the poison Ivy, uh, but I'll run and get help. And 
in the process, he, he jumps off the tree branch and falls below where we can't see. And then almost immediately afterwards, he bounces right back up onto the tree branch. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they basically discover that the poison ivy grove, the, the region that no one has discovered yet, is basically a clearing where a trampoline was set up by some other kids or whatever in the, in the past. And, uh, by jumping off the tree branch to go get help, he discovers it. And he tells the the other two, "Hey, just jump with me. Trust me. Jump Wait, with me." And let's let's take let's take a real quick step back. We've <laughs> all we've all seen those trampolines and how big they are. If this kid jumped from that height and hit the edge of that trampoline where the metal bars were, oh, like let's just take a real quick second to be like, oh, and then he, after one successful jump, he's like, you guys can't see the trampoline through all these branches, but just jump with me. He's like inviting his friends to get fucking maimed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those those trampolines are no fucking joke. No, they're terrible. We had, no. one, we had one on our they... block, mm-hmm. and we used to like play wrestle on it. And one time when I wasn't there, one of my friends, I guess, like, got bounced off of it and, like, caught his face on the edge of it and, like, cut his lip open or something like that. And we were just never able to, we were never allowed to go on it ever again. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, like, most homeowner insurance companies will not cover your house if they find oh, yeah. out you have a trampoline when, so when i when we bought our house which was actually just about 10 years ago my homeowner's insurance not they wouldn't not cover me but the premium would have been higher one of so when they ask yeah. questions because they ask questions about like how many square feet is it how many floors is it how much property do you have like do you have a garage or not you know like, do you have an alarm system? Like, all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have smoke detectors? All this stuff. One of the questions they ask you is, do you have a trampoline? Mm-hmm. They ask you that. And yeah, it, it's because they will charge you more money to your homeowner's insurance because of the amount of accidents that happen with those yes. trampolines. Oh, yeah. Not to I, mention, I work- like, those accidents are probably going to happen from kids who don't live there that aren't oh, yours mm-hmm. that are yeah. going to have parents that are just like no we're suing yep. yeah you get sued exactly yeah. yep yeah i i worked for an insurance agency for like seven years and we did homeowners insurance and one of our we were an agency and we had we represented multiple companies so we could shop you out with different companies to get you the best rate but i knew for a fact our homeowners insurance companies like at least half of them will not or at the time, this was, God, this was like 15 years ago, at the time, refused to cover you if they found out you had a a trampoline in the backyard because, like, around that time period, a lot of people were getting messed up. A lot of people were getting messed up from trampolines. And they're like, yeah, we're done. to mention (laughs) the fact that back then was, like I mentioned, we were doing play wrestling on it, but, like, people were doing, like, actual like wrestling leagues in their, yes in their backyard like a trampoline rest like it, they basically substitute that as yes. like a wrestling ring 
and, and it's just like, and, oh, you guys are untrained. Of course someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> and and that reminds me, like, back in 2004, freshman year of college, I remember watching videos of uh, the backyard wrestling where people would do that on the trampolines, but they were really fucked up. They would take, like, yeah. those halogen light bulbs, you know, those those yep. long, uh, and yeah, they'd smash them up. Match. Yes, and like they'd be fighting on top of glass shards on the trampoline, yep. and I watched that back in two thousand and four, like when I was eighteen. You know, my my friends at college are like, "You got to see this really fucked up shit that that people are doing," and they they played the clip. And I was like, "Oh my god, who yeah, would do I, that? That's insane!" I can't stand that. Honestly, I it, I was a wrestling fan for years, mm. and I I liked ECW. WWE, mm-hmm. WWF, whatever. Mm-hmm. WCW sucked ass, of course. Um, <laughs> but, like, once you got into the more, like, hardcore, quote-unquote, and, like, people just, like, kind of, like, using excessive amounts of barbed wire, bringing in foreign yeah. objects that are only meant for, like... Like, people would bring... Like, there was a... Introducing blood. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. Like, blood is okay, like, because it's part of the sport. No, I mean, it's part of the sport. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Happens. It, it happens. People blade. Yeah. People blade. Well, no, no, it's, yeah. it's yeah, usually yeah. from blading. Yep. But when you get busted open, like, for real, it's called, like, the hard way. And mm. it's just, like, there's some things that are just, like, I guess I'm squeamish about. Like, for instance, there was a wrestling match that happened this last weekend. Um, at one of like the newer um, wrestling federations, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, and I mm. didn't watch it, but I've heard stories about like someone using a fork on the other guy, and it's just like Jesus. no, like there's no, there's nothing about that that's appealing yeah. to me, right? Like there's nothing about that, you know. So yeah, it's, it's just fucked. like what the fuck, like what the fuck. Like, like I, yeah. I can't stand that shit. I feel like wrestling yeah. has a lot of things like that, though. Where like, what was it? Is it uh, mankind that got thrown like through? Well, see, the like that's top like, of the cage, like yeah, like dude, literally. And the thing is, he wasn't Mick Foley spo- or Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just remembered his name. <laughs> so yeah, I just remembered his name. It popped in my head. I'm like, I know that guy. But like, it was one of those Sorry. things that were like. <laughs> The cage is constructed. It's like 30 fucking feet high. And like he mm. gets thrown down onto the top of the cage. It was not supposed to break, but it breaks. Yeah. And then he fucking yeah. drops it and they're just like, okay, match is over. Hopefully he's not dead. Mm-hmm. What? Well, well he, had a, he had a tooth coming out of his nose. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what was that wrestler? Like, he, he was... Uh, what was it like? Uh, there was a zip line. I think he was zip lining to the ring, and something that was happened. Owen Hart. Yes, thank you. I, I remember so being a kid the when odd that happened. Thing about that, for me, and it's a big tragedy because Owen Hold on, was great. I, I don't know what happened mm. with that, so somebody needs to explain what happened. Well, well Corey I'm will. Going to. Okay. Yeah. So shut the fuck up, Keith. All right. <laughs> so back then, <laughs> I'm back kidding. then the. For poor folk like us, the prospect of getting a pay-per-view was, like, impossible. Like, because in addition to, like, the cost up front, you also needed Mm -hmm. to have, like, a cable box or something like that. We just didn't have that. We had basic cable. Yeah. 
So it was even yeah. it was like it was legitimately impossible. But mm-hmm. just like the Spice Channel, you you'd be able to watch it or to listen scrambled. to it kind of in a radio scrambled. Yeah. And I remember I forgot about that. I just I imagine remember. Corey, instead of watching a channel that's like, I think I saw a boob, instead he's like, I think I saw a pile driver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, because because they do the play by play commentary. Yeah. So hmm. even if you can't watch it, you could just be it's like it's the same thing as like listening to a radio uh Broadcast is, of a baseball which game, which is better because nobody yeah. nobody listens to porn. So, <laughs> yeah. What about well, blind people, Keith? People, people in ho- hotels that have uh, rowdy neighbors, I guess. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. like, it would be way more entertaining but, um, to listen to the play-by-play. I was of wrestling than porn. I was listening <laughs> to that when it happened. <laughs> yeah, and I was so confused because. You you grow up your entire life hearing like wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake, mm-hmm. and it's scripted, obviously. But like mm. when stuff happens that's off script, like yeah, you know him falling to his death. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sometimes it's like hard to parse what is real. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, especially when you can't see anything because you're just hearing. Yeah, and everybody kind of went silent because they didn't know what to do. Right. And like then I remember watching um, Raw the next day, and they were explaining what happened. And it was just like, oh god. Mm-hmm. Monday at Raw. Amazing. That's right. Sunday they would do the yes. Because my brother would play Raw, he or he watch Raw, and that's why I I knew about wrestling. Because I I never went out of my way to watch wrestling, but my brother would always have it on my younger brother, and that's how mm-hmm. I knew like all these different wrestlers. And I I remember when that happened, and and even then, just like you said, you know it's scripted. And in fact, my my father for one of my brother's birthdays took us to one of the the wrestling shows when they came to the Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Hartford, and we went there, and I remember being there in person, I'm like, what the fuck, they're like, every punch, or every kick, or like, every move they're throwing at their opponent is like two feet away from them, it's not even close mm. to making contact, like, when you're you're in person, well, you see, you see, like, well. how it's scripted, until, yeah, occasionally they do make contact and everything, no, but usually, some of it's usually bad, at least nowadays real they phony. do make contact, it's just you're pulling your punches. Yeah. Yes. Well, and then I'm, there's I'm like talking some to... stuff that you can't fake. So hold on. Like yeah. The chops. So, oh, so Owen Hart though, we didn't get to this. So he's ziplined in and died. He ziplined in. So he was playing a character known as the Blue Blazer back then, hmm. and he was ziplining in for a big pay per view entrance, and someone fucked up. The line mm-hmm. broke, and he fell to his death. Yeah, what, like, like did over he the hit? entrance way. It was like what was like thirty feet or even more. Yeah, it was quite was quite a height. Yeah. Okay, so he didn't like fucking land on people in the audience and like no no take no no. Out. no 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 
If he landed on people, it probably would have saved him, or at well, least yeah. uh, <laughs> might have given him <laughs> a chance. It would have helped yeah, broken the fall. Yeah. Instead, yeah. it was... No, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I mean just from a physics aspect, because I've been teaching conservation yeah. momentum and impulse and, and stuff. So, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> yeah, it's, well, that's it, it was thing. really it's sad. Also, <laughs> it's also... Well, here's the thing. I both don't want to Google it to see if there's video. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. Because I like that's just a morbid thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also never in the history of all my wrestling watching seen any video of it. So I technically mm. don't know exactly what happened because I wasn't watching, I was you, listening. I feel like there's a but based on what I heard he didn't fall on people. There's a video yeah, probably on the internet. But I would imagine you'd have to really search for it. In this was also it. really early, so I don't know if it would. Well, I mean, it probably would have made it to the internet eventually. Yeah, somebody back then. It. Yeah, this was yeah, like oh, yeah. Back, ninety-eight. Yeah, yeah. No, it wouldn't have been year. on the internet for like five or ten years. But mm. but anyway, we're like inches away from we need finishing. To, yeah, we need no, to we're finish almost this. done here. We got so yeah, of uh, they. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get off that and we'll just finish yeah, this we'll up real quick. We'll talk about that again next episode. Exactly. So, so they just <laughs> <laughs> so they discover the secret trampoline, uh, and while deciding what to name it, they're introduced to a new character called the Scratchless One. Which mm. I was going to introduce myself as a Scratchless One because I'm not allergic to poison ivy, but I really like the the no pain no hot Dwayne. <laughs> line too much to not use that so um, uh but it's funny because he's they could have been the itchless one right but instead he's he's not scratching like hmm i feel like if you're he's not scratching because he can't get poison ivy but he's also not itchy the scratchless one does have a better ring to it which is why i feel like they went that way right yeah. But, like, technically, he's... I don't know. The scratches one makes it sound like he can't get scratched. And that's not the case. It's that he doesn't get itchy. Okay, well, maybe that's how you thought of it. When I heard the scratchless one, I figured, oh, he's he's not scratching himself because he's not itchy because he's not allergic to poison ivy, as he explained. Yeah, but you see how many linkages you had to do there. This is a children's show, Tom. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> either this, so, either this is a children's show, or Hot Dwayne is the father's mistress. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta pick. You know what? I'm giving you a pass, Keith. You're right. You're right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. There we go. So, so we end up learning that the scratchless one who's you know, and one of the neighborhood kids, apparently they haven't met before. Uh, he's immune to poison ivy, like me. Um, yeah, Kelsey. Brag about it a little bit more, Tom. <laughs> I, I am, because the kid brags I mean, about I it. I mean, if I knew definitively, I would brag about it all the time. That'd be on my I, fucking I, resume. <laughs> it's, it, it's one of those special skills that you're just born I'd be with. Like, and... I'm uh, proficient in all of the Microsoft Office uh, suite. <laughs> And also, I cannot get poison ivy in case you need any landscaping done. <laughs> and I bet you they'll hire you before other people, Keith. There you go. 
It's a it's a skill people are looking for. <laughs> and you put so, like, I could also be a pool boy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, at this point, after we're introduced to him and he explains he has immunity to poison ivy, Kelsey Kelsey threatens him with a sword. It says something along the lines of like, you know, we'll see if he's immune to the sword or something like that. It cracked me up. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. just like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I love how he's also terrified. He really wants to hit something with it. But he's also yes. terrified of this sword that is just like a PVC pipe. Like it's a piece of plastic. I mean, granted, it would hurt, but it's not sharp. Like, did you notice though when she swung it, it makes the sound that oh, that, the, that piping the, makes. The air, yeah, the air going. Yes, by, it's like vroom, vroom. the whoosh, yeah. the vroom, vroom. Yeah, it's kind of like it's almost. It reminded me sort of like a lightsaber, and I love mm-hmm. that. I yeah. love that when I noticed that. So anyhow, um, yeah, uh, where were we? Uh, so after we're, we're pretty much told the story or the background story of uh, the scratchless one, who explains he basically was a young kid, youngest kid of the the family, and didn't didn't have a lot of fun at his own house and and you know, had older siblings and and basically he he was an unhappy youngest kid in the family eventually went wandering into the creek and due to his superpower which is the fact that he's not allergic to poison ivy he was able to discover this trampoline in the middle of the poison ivy grove and it became his sanctuary where he would go and his one special place that he could get away from the world and uh, all the the bad things and he could enjoy himself. And we learned this is why he was following the group. He was the character that was rustling the poison ivy leaves earlier in the episode. He's the one who stole the calamine lotion and chased them and, and caused all this trouble to begin with. Uh, he explains himself and then Kelsey threatens him and... and Basically, after hearing this, Craig says, or he decides, uh, to mark the map location as a, you know, danger keep out. Instead of Mm -hmm. writing it down as, you know, the special trampoline we found, he decides, you know, as important it is to be an explorer and find new locations, we could let this one pass because you know what? It's better to be a good people and let the scratchless one have his sanctuary. And I, I remember thinking to myself, Craig's a good dude. I like Craig. He's a good kid. Yeah. You notice also, like going back to the beginning of the episode, all of the locations on the map were things where bad things happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no like so like he was going to have the one location where there there was something good granted surrounded by poison ivy but like the one good thing because the other stuff was like oh this person broke their fucking teeth over here well this i mean dude, it's a trampoline yeah, so it's only a matter of time before something bad oh happens that's there. true exactly that's so, true. so you know what actually maybe he had the foresight of being like you know what if i mark this as like the super cool trampoline spot somebody's just gonna get like fucking everybody's dying somebody's, eventually. somebody's Somebody's yep. gonna break their neck, then it's gonna be like, oh, it's Jimmy John's neck break trampoline now. It's not even it's not Craig's <laughs> it's not Craig's secret super fun cool trampoline. Good old, good old Jimmy John anything with an engine. <laughs> <laughs> PS3 game. Yeah. 
So, uh, at this point, after Craig basically says, don't worry, Scratchless One, we're not going to let your secret out, we hear the dinner bell, or not the dinner bell, but the dinner horn blow, which was really weird. I don't know if the rest of you, all of a sudden, there's a kid, like, blowing into a, a big was it was it a tuba? I'm trying to remember. It was a tuba, right? Uh, it was a trumpet. I think it was more like was a, a trumpet? sousaphone. I don't know. Well, of course, a, Keith would know. We're not, he's an we're expert. Not, we're not band geeks. Keith. <sighs> yeah. It wasn't a tuba. Some horn. I don't know. I could look some, it up. It's some honestly actually it was wind more instrument. Hand, it was more handheld, like a French horn, but it was larger than French horn. Uh, they just kind of made it up, to be honest. Come on, Keith. What's bigger than a French horn? Back. No, it's they they made it up. <laughs> Keith, why aren't you laughing? That was I'm great. Not, I mean, it was good. I'm just I'm more concerned right now about pulling up the episode to to look at it again. So I think this is going to be a focus of my my fucking. Oh. I don't know. I lost interest in what you were saying. Corey's comment was just too funny, Keith. It's like we're back in fucking high school I'm talking about this bad shit. I'm looking yep. up the dinner horn. But uh, uh, well, Keith's looking up the dinner horn. We're, we're that, in the, the home <laughs> stretch. On, we on. can do this. Is that to alert everybody that's horny for dinner? <laughs> what? It's like if you're horny for dinner, come on down. It's the dinner horn. Well, I mean, if Hot Dwayne is serving it up. <laughs> That's true. Uh, at this point, Craig you know, says, we're not going to let your, your location be known, whatever. And uh, they feel really good about themselves. I think it's JP that says something like, you know, we're legends or legends. Or more or less implying that even though they, they didn't, they're not going to let everyone know about this public place. It's a sousaphone. <laughs> Thank you, Fuck Keith. Me. <laughs> I looked at it again. That's a sousaphone. Ah, sousaphone. So, anyhow, it's, after it's the sousaphone. Like a, Tom, it's kind of like a big reach around trumpet. If you want to think about it. So after the reach around trumpet blows, they realize it's dinner time and uh, they're getting ready to run and they realize, oh crap, we don't have enough calamine lotion to protect us since our suits are all torn up. And they get this, they suddenly get the great idea of, oh wait a minute, we got this big trampoline, we could bounce out of here. So the scratchless this one climbs you know up. That, <laughs> that nothing makes sense in this. Oh yeah. Okay, no so logic. the first first time I watched it, I thought to myself, this doesn't make sense. Physically, as a physicist, this doesn't make sense. But the second time around, I decided to, uh, you know, uh, disband or, 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 you know, just my, my belief system. I just threw out the door and said, you know what? I'm going to go with this and just enjoy it. And I love magic. It. Hey, hey, it's Corey. magic, and hey, I Corey, loved it. Did you hear that? Tom will literally throw his entire doctorate out the window for a cartoon temporarily. Did you mm. hear that? It's it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> I just, in fact, 
I just want to put that out there because then in the future, if you ever pull a physics argument on any one of our on any one of our cartoons, I'd be like, well, Tom, why didn't you just dis disband your belief of physics for a moment so that way (laughs) Chico Bonbon's ship could magically land in the middle of the city when they didn't explain how it got there? So, Keith, you say this, and I, I just thought to myself, it's in one day, or tomorrow, uh, in fact, mm-hmm. or no, I'm sorry, two days, it'll be one year since I got my doctorate, and a half an hour before I had to log on and do my whole two-hour uh, defense with all my advisory committee, uh, a half an hour before that, one of my advisors said to me, he goes, don't keep studying. Don't keep practicing your talk. An hour before, just relax. Just just mm-hmm. chill for an hour. Just just give yourself a break. And I said to myself, okay, well, before I defend my, my doctoral thesis, uh, I need to do something special. I need to relax, but I need to do something special. So I watched uh, uh, an episode of The Venture Brothers. I watched uh, Season 7, A Party for Tarzan was the episode. Uh, or I'm sorry, maybe that's I'm sorry, that's season six. My apologies, season six, <laughs> and it's it's so great. And uh, I remember I just was like, you know what? Nothing matters in this world. The physics, science, nothing matters. I could just enjoy myself watching a cartoon about a physicist or a scientist who, yeah, <laughs> where well, magic is in the venture universe. So you got magic mm. and science, which is great, but. I just yeah, imagine was... when you say that you had to do your doctorate defense, it's that you, in order to get your degree, you have to fight the eldest of the doctors <laughs> in like hand-to-hand combat. I had to and beat I'm up like, some eighty like guy in his late eighties. No, but, but Tom, it makes so it makes so much sense why it took you so long because you broke your back, so <laughs> you needed to wait for the oldest guy to get a little bit older so you could take it. <laughs> God damn it, Keith! Don't tell everyone my secrets. <laughs> we it's, don't need the the truth getting it's, out there. It's, it's canon now. <laughs> So, if you need yeah, to get a doctorate, you just gotta wait until they get frail enough where you can beat off the. Oh, don't don't beat wait, me. off! No, you don't beat off. Whoa, <laughs> Keith, you don't you have to wait so long. Off. Hold on, that's a different kind of doctorate. I was just gonna say, Keith, if you beat them off, you can get that doctorate real early. You don't have to wait till they're real old. Well, Tom, why the fuck didn't you do that method? I thought I was supposed to beat them up. Oh, Until man. you explained, you're supposed to beat him off. <laughs> you know, I didn't know the, the difference. The secrets of the preposition, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's all semantics. Uh, you know, you should have been an English major, and you would have known that shit. I know. I would have had my doctorate ten years ago that's, if that's I was a, an English major. That's, that's why you can get an Eng- you can get an English doctorate from bachelor's to doctorate in six years. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Uh, yeah. Sorry, Tom. Finish the episode. <laughs> I know we're, we're literally like we're the we're staring at the finish line. We're like three inches from the finish line, and yeah, we just we, stopped. We do this all the time. Yeah. So uh, at this dick point, length away from the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Sorry, I had a small coughing fit. I had to mute the microphone on that one. You had Keith's dick in your mouth, a small coughing (laughs) (laughs) fit. We've reached the point in the night where nothing nothing makes sense anymore, and I'm just immature as fuck. We can basically just continue this in perpetuity. (laughs) Yeah. All right, here. Seriously, I got like, let's see. I got three, three lines left in my summary the shirtless one jumps from tree from a tree to launch the others out of the poison ivy patch and it's it's actually kind of a cool scene because as soon as he jumps the three of them get launched upwards and they all of a sudden they're so high up in the air that they see the whole creek they Mm -hmm. see everything including the backyard and which is like so the the whole the whole poison ivy area is eighteen backyards squared, as they said in mm-hmm. the beginning. So eighteen backyards by eighteen backyards. That's a that's a big fucking area, mm. and he they jump on it. He launches in the air. The scratches one then comes down forcefully to launch them all back up to launch them out of that area. Tom, as your homework that you don't have to do in any undetermined amount of time, but Make like your students do it. How, how? I was just gonna say that's what I'm gonna do. It's how a, it's long? It's gonna be a test ha- question. So based on the average backyard in an 18 by 18 backyard space, if you were in the center of that square area, how far did these kids fucking fly? I'm guessing. Hundreds of feet. Keith, Keith, the the square area of the yard has nothing to do with how far they fly. It has to do with the fact that the scratchless one has a certain amount of potential energy being up in the tree. He has a certain amount. There's a total amount of energy to start with. And that's all potential energy until he jumps off the tree. It gets converted to kinetic energy until he has an impact force or, you know, there's an impulse, basically, when he hits the trampoline. Uh, It sends the other ones flying up in the air. And their energy is converted from kinetic to potential gravitational potential energy. They all made it home off of that jump. Oh yes, I, I'm not saying the physics is right. I'm just no, it's saying. No, right. As, so I think there's two different <laughs> there's two different problems there. Though. The point. How far in the would night they? Where that made sense to me. Yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> so I, the, there's there's really two problems there though, Tom. How far could they have made it, realistically? And then number two, in order to make it home, how heavy was the scratchless one? <laughs> So well, the Keith, problem is they kind of like made it up to like their peak height, and then it's like they decided that they needed to then head home. That's yeah, true. exactly. I feel like, like wait another, a minute. I feel like there what was another force ju- acted on them to send them over yeah. to their yard after they were already in the air. I yes. feel like there would have had to been like one more jump where they landed again. The scratchless one went back up again because the first jump was them seeing where they needed to go. Right. And then they would have come back down, scratch this one would have went up, he would have come back down, and then they would have angled themselves to jump in the trajectory that they needed to go. You know, un- totally unseen and, you know, just the magic of animation. Well, you know what it is? It's 
the fact that the, it's an 11 minute episode so they couldn't put that extra jump in Keith there wasn't yeah, enough we've time been talking about this jump for 11 minutes that's true I so know they land, they they land. land. And when they land, and they get uh, What is it? <laughs> Kelsey says, "La la la legends," and then all of a sudden they they realize the reality that they jumped that high, so they're all broken. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think like Kelsey just collapses, and the rest of them, yeah, the other guys are just like, "Oh, they're all achy and sore from the the jump." And then all of a sudden we you hear them just say like, "Ouch!" and we cut to the credits. Yeah. And that, I love that. I love that they landed, they made it where they needed to be, and it was like this triumphant moment that ended with a reality check where they're just like, ouch, and it cuts to this, the credits. That cracked me up. I thought that was wonderful timing, yeah. comedic so, timing. How many hot Dwaynes out of ten would you give this episode? Damn. <laughs> would you like me to go first? I usually never go first, but I'm sure. prepared this week. I'm going to give this a solid 8.5. I genuinely like this show. I like the characters. I like the premise. I like the 11-minute runtime. It didn't... Normally, I don't like short shows. I like having, you know, a full half an hour, technically 22 minutes. But this felt good. I, I enjoyed it. It reminded me of when I was a kid. This is something that... I could have seen myself doing. This was wonderful. Everything yeah. about this I, I loved. And I highly recommend this show. I give it an 8.5. I might have even gone to a 9, except we started talking about the whole reefer madness, tree madness thing. I think that <laughs> took a little bit off for me. But overall, I give this an 8.5, and I think I'm going to go back and watch a little more. And I, I could very well see myself rating this even higher in the future, but... I'm going to give it an 8.5. I think this is a great kid's show. Uh, and I really did think this is something Maya could watch. I, I thought mm. this was safe for her. Yeah. Uh, and I thought this is something she might actually enjoy. And if it wasn't for the fact that I'm constantly fucking with Keith's head, <laughs> I would have texted him and said, hey, watch this with Maya. This is a good thing. Yeah, at this point, and it would have been one of those few this, times it, where I was being nice. At this point in our friendship, though, if you're not trying to fuck with my head, that's also <laughs> fucking with my head. Because I expect you to fuck Yeah. So it's, like, it's just one of those Hoisted by like, my own petard. <laughs> it's mm. like, oh shit, Tom hasn't tried to fuck with me in a while, so what the fuck <laughs> is he planning, huh? And he's fucking with me right now. <laughs> So yep. <laughs> um, go ahead, Corey. I would also. Well, actually, my score is different, so I guess I can't say also. <laughs> I would give this an eight because I think it's a great show. I believe it has a few shortcomings with some of the jokes, but mm-hmm. other than that, I was really into the sense of adventure, and mm. like Tom said. I could really see like some parallels between my childhood and this because like we yeah. weren't we didn't have a creek like given we didn't really see any water in this episode, um, mm, but true. But like we had we we used to explore the block. We were back on on my street. It was basically the three main kids, I guess. Mm. Also, it was the three of us. Uh, me and my two friends, one that was like two years older than me, one that was one year younger. I was right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I remember we would end up going on like adventures to like the convenience store that was like over the hill and like halfway towards the high school. 
Yeah. And, like, that was a big deal, being able to do yeah. that on our own. And, yeah. like, when we were probably, like, 11-ish. It's a big deal there. when you're 11, though. Yeah, once, it's, you're, it's once you're able to, like, actually go somewhere on your own and trust it, yeah. it it's just like, oh man. It's special. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I would say this is a great, great episode. And very surprising, because I had no idea that it existed, and it's existed for, like, five years since like yeah. 2017 yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I will, uh, I'm going to echo Corey. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, to Corey's point, yeah, like, I, some of the jokes are a little far reaching. I mean, I, I jive with that. I, my, my jokes are usually pretty far reaching, so, you know. Far uh, reach around? Yeah. <laughs> like a sousaphone. Um, so. Oh, it's back. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm a virgin again. Um, this is what it means to be a virgin. <laughs> but he was definitely. It's like I'm back in high school. Fuck this. <laughs> it was definitely a good show. It's definitely. And I did not expect it to be the kind of show that I could show my daughter, but it is. It's. Honestly, I feel like this show is essentially, and let me know if you guys disagree, this is a newer Hey Arnold, but instead of being yeah. in a city, they're in a suburban, like... Yep. Yeah, yeah, that. it has That's that it energy, yes. It, it, is, yes. it is main character, he's got a couple comrades, he's got other supporting characters... He's got the mm-hmm. family that's kind of like all doing their own thing, but instead of being in a city like I feel like Hey Arnold was always kind of like a Boston like city, you know, Boston or New York, but uh, instead of that, he's living in suburbia and they're mm. going into the woods instead of going into the city, and like mm-hmm. it's it's good. I like it. I mean, mm. there's there's really like all the complaints are minor, and yeah. and that's off of seeing episode one, which was eleven fucking minutes long. So exactly. I mean, chances are, if we watch more and get into season two, it's probably phenomenal. So yeah, I, I was just thinking. Imagine if I googled top ten best episodes and actually picked the best rather than I'm, just picking the first. I'm still going to be a total Bluey fanboy though, and also say that Bluey mm-hmm. does have an episode called The Creek, and it's just totally fantastic. So <laughs> if uh, if if for some reason you watch this Creek episode of this show and you don't like it go watch bluey because bluey is just fantastic um mm-hmm. but yeah i won't and argue yeah, that we're sponsored by bluey so we're not sponsored by bluey but we fucking should <laughs> we wish be. we were we wish we were yeah and we also wish that you guys would hit that uh five star rating on apple podcast apple I, it's so confusing what it's called. I know it is Apple. It's, it's going to take me forever to figure out what it's called. Used to be iTunes. Um, used to like be us. iTunes. Just basically, like us. give us basically give us the highest rating possible. It would really help us out. Let your friends know about the podcast. Let your family know about the podcast. Let your enemies know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, well, you know what? Let your enemies know, and we'll say fuck you, enemy. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. So yeah. if you're someone's enemy, that was meant for you. Hey, and if you no. made it this far, <laughs> fuck you and thank you. No, you know what? If, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're a fan of us, you, you email us or tweet us or Facebook us or whatever. You tell us the name of your enemy. And on, our, really our, on, our, on our very next episode. No, on our, no, we will. And on our very next episode, yeah, we, we will. will. We, will, we, will. Literally, 
we will tell them to go fuck off personally. Mm. So we're, we're signing up people up for fuck you grams? Yes. <laughs> Not even paid. We're doing it for free. It's crazy. Mm. Weird. Yeah. Keith's, Keith's in charge of that. Are we just That's a our whore? charity. Am I a whore? <laughs> give You're a, a whore. Give, give my a whore. Whore. <laughs> <laughs> all right no until all are one i've been cory i've been tom yeah i'm keith thank you fuck you bye <laughs> slits fights and fuck you, grams. you fuck you grams coming next month hundred dollars a piece swear to god <laughs> till then they're free though so <laughs> goodbye Dick. <laughs>